Hello, I am Mac Frazier, and welcome to the Mac Frazier podcast, a podcast that doesn't have a very creative name, but I am Mac Frazier, so here we are. Uh, so it's been a little bit longer than planned since the last episode. Had a little bit of chaos in my life between uh, Christmas being a little bit more complicated than intended or planned. And then I skidded right from my Christmas break into being under quarantine because a member of my household had COVID. And uh, don't worry, everyone's okay. The one person managed to recover without a very uh, serious case, and we successfully isolated them from the rest of the household, so nobody else got anything, which is nice. Uh, but it was a little inconvenient. Well, I won't lie. There were aspects of it that were actually quite nice. One of the things about being actually quarantined when uh, you're in the middle of a pandemic is you don't actually have to wear your mask that often. Uh, as long as you don't go in the basement where you have the uh, sick person imprisoned and you never really have a reason to go outside because you're not allowed to, or at least, you know, beyond your backyard. So had a few weeks with pretty much not wearing a mask. And that was nice. And, uh, you know, makes grocery shopping and stuff like that difficult slash expensive. Got to get delivery, et cetera, et cetera. But hey, isn't it amazing that we get to do a pandemic with all this modern technology and commerce all set up to make it so much easier than it was even 100 years ago? Anyway, that's a huge digression. And that was also a huge whiny complaint in lieu of an excuse to explain why there hasn't been another podcast episode in some time. But for those of you that are paying really close attention, the time between the last episode and the one before that was humongous. But I am trying to get more regular here. Yes, I'm even trying to drop something once a week. So with that said, I'm going to... Uh, um, well, I'm going to be a little bit lame. We're going to do another chapter of the novel. And uh, I had something else sort of in mind for today, but it's not quite ready yet. So we'll, we'll get to it next week, I guess. Those of you that are not into the novel episode, you can just go ahead and hit stop now and delete this and move on with your life. Go listen to another podcast or, you know, do whatever you need to do with your life. You know, I'm, I'm not in charge, so. I don't know why you're coming to me for advice as to how to spend your time. If, however, you are interested in this story, we are going to pick it up with chapter three with a new character. And yes, every chapter's had a new character so far, but I promise chapter four will be somebody familiar. At least I think so. Anyway, enough rambling, babbling. It's not what you're here to listen to. What are you here for? Yeah, probably not this. That's all right. I'm I'm doing this more to learn the process. And uh, those of you that are listening along as I go, uh, welcome. Thanks for being a part of my messy process. Those of you that have found this podcast sometime in its future when it's much more normal and better structured and, and actually has an audience and you're curious or you're going back and listening to these early episodes, trust me, it gets better. All right. So here we go. Chapter three. Cue novel intro music. Noodle bopped his head to the beat of the White Stripes' Seven Nation Army in his earbuds as he bounced down the dark, cracked sidewalk towards his apartment. Tenet was his night. He could feel it. This time, he was going to find it. The big score, the killer app, his cash cow of destiny. Noodle believed with all his heart he was destined for greater things. It was just a matter of time. Somewhere out there was the perfect product, or the 
perfect system. He'd settle for the perfect system, although he really thought himself as more an enterprising businessman than a con artist. Unfortunately for Noodle, he had not yet found that magic something that would elevate him to the level of wealth and respect that he knew he deserved, and usually ended up moving one drug or another just to keep his cash flow positive. As he rounded the corner under a flickering streetlight, he drew up short. Coming the other way were three dudes. He hesitated, uncertain in the bad light whether they were people he knew, and, if so, whether they were someone he owed something to or had somehow pissed off. Noodle! roared one of the biggest one of the three, in a voice Noodle knew all too well. Noodle pivoted smoothly on his heel and began to stride purposefully in the other direction, right into the tall, lank form of a fourth member of the same gang. This one, Shank, they called him, grabbed for him, seizing Noodle's wrist. Noodle twisted away, the earbuds ripping from his ears. Shank yanked down hard on Noodle's arm, bringing him to his shins with a wince. Suddenly, a knee was pressed into Noodle's back, and his face slammed into the grimy concrete. Well, if it ain't that worthless skinny sloper, my good friend Noodle. Noodle looked up to see, towering over him, the impressively fit and immaculately dressed bulk of Carmen Pachuco Gilbert. Hey, Pachuco, Noodle managed what he hoped looked like an ingratiating smile, despite the fact that Shank was pressing the side of Noodle's head into the ground. I was just looking for you. That's funny. We were just talking about you when suddenly your scrawny corpse came round the corner. Yeah, funny, isn't it? Look, Pachuco cut him off. So why the 180? You change your mind about looking for me? Noodle winced again as Shank twisted his arm further. Out of the corner of his eye, he thought he saw a shadow move across the street. Nothing clever to say now, my half-Asian friend? Pachuco took a step closer. Noodle could smell the polished leather of the tall Mexican's black-pointed shoe inches from his face. Although it was against his nature... He suspected that this was one of those times he was better off not saying anything. Check his pockets. One of the other dudes, Noodle couldn't see which one, walked over and behind Noodle and roughly patted him down. Noodle felt a hand shove into his left hip pocket and yank out the wad of bills he had there. Then the same hand returned and pulled from the right pocket of his hoodie the wadded-up paper bag Noodle had hoped would somehow go unnoticed. What you got there, Noodle? Pachuco snapped his fingers. Noodle watched the brown bag out of the corner of his eye as it was handed over to Pachuco. He hoped Pachuco wouldn't realize what it was. Pachuco opened the bag and dumped its contents onto the sidewalk. A USB thumb drive bounced past Noodle's nose, and he heard the clatter of the second one landing just out of his line of vision. It's nothing, Pachuco, lied Noodle. Just some junk off a keychain I lifted. A striped shirt with French cuffs and shiny cufflinks passed in front of Noodle's eyes. Pachuco himself bent down to pick up one of the small plastic devices, then stood up straight. Noodle held his breath. He wasn't certain exactly where the other one had landed, but was guessing it was within reach. Best to just sit still for now, though. After a pause, Pachuco threw the one in his hand back at Noodle. It bounced off Noodle and landed on the sidewalk next to him. Where's my money, Noodle? Noodle exhaled. Pachuco really only cared about two things. His drug business and his wardrobe. I told you before, I'm working on it. It takes time to make that kind of cash. Yeah, well, didn't take you long at all to lose five ounces of my cry snacks. I told you I had to ditch the bag because I was about to be picked up by those cops. How should I have known there was somebody in that alley? Poor Noodle. Not my problem. When you ditched my meth, you took out a $6,000 mortgage on your flacco ass. Look, I've got a plan. I just need more time. Pachuco paused. Well, I'm feeling generous. So we'll just take this cash here as an installment. 
but I want the rest by Friday. What? No, that's all I've got, Noodle lied. I need it. Come on, Pachuco. It takes money to make money, you know? Friday. The knee pressed down harder against Noodle's spine. Wincing, Noodle quickly said, Okay, okay. Friday it is. After a pause, Pachuco snapped his fingers again. Shank released Noodle. Trying to look casual, Noodle glanced around before getting ready to get up off the ground. As it turned out, both USB drives were within reach of where he lay. But before he could pick them up, Pachuco's expensive shoe stepped firmly on one of them, causing a heartbreaking cracking sound. Noodle looked up into Pachuco's face. Pachuco smiled cruelly down at him. Don't let me down, Half Slope. You've got four days. Noodle stayed on the ground and watched Pachuco and the others walk off down the street. Once they were gone, he snatched up the unbroken thumb drive and stood up. Then he carefully collected the pieces of the one Pachuco had stepped on. He retrieved the paper bag and carefully put his treasure back in, rolled the bag up, and stuffed it back into a pocket in his hoodie. Rubbing his painful shoulder, he looked around to see if anyone had witnessed the scene. He didn't see anyone, but it was dark. Standing very still, Noodle also didn't hear anyone nearby. In fact, he didn't hear anything at all but the hum of the streetlight overhead. It was late. Time to get home. As he resumed his journey back to his apartment, Noodle experienced the familiar post-shakedown adrenaline crash. With it, his mood shifted from fearful to angry. Now part of him wished he'd told Pachuco that he just stepped on and crushed his best bet at seeing his $6,000 back. Mm, of course, he wasn't totally sure that was the case. But he had a feeling. Noodle picked up his pace a little as he thought about what he might be able to do with the one remaining stolen thumb drive. Would the other one still work with a broken outer casing? Noodle didn't know a lot about how these sorts of things worked. But he smiled just a little as he put his phone's earbuds back in his ears. He didn't know what was on those drives, but he knew for certain that they just had to be worth a lot of money. He just needed to plug the good one into a computer somewhere to figure out what he actually had. Then he'd figure out what to do from there. He reached the door at the front of his building and paused. He looked around. He was alone on the dark street. Quickly, he went inside and closed the door behind him. As he moved quietly up the dingy staircase toward his place on the fourth floor, his smile faltered. He had got these things off of a guy named Frack. Well, that's the name Noodle knew anyway. Frack hadn't exactly been a close friend. Not that Noodle really had any of those these days. But he'd been fun to hang out with. He was really smart. Noodle liked being with smart people, because it made him feel good to exercise his own brain, talking to smart people. Idiots like Pachuca were a drag. But a real bona fide computer genius like Frack, well, he knew about stuff and could do things and was all with his mind. But not anymore. Noodle arrived at the fourth floor, pulled a single key from his back pocket, and unlocked his door. As he entered the tiny apartment, he remembered the scene he had witnessed earlier that night in Frack's place. Frack's apartment was about the same size as Noodle's, but where Noodle's place was cell-like, with just a bed, a chair, a table, a dresser, and very little in the way of possessions, Frack's place was full of clutter. Half the floor space was taken up with tables and desks that were covered with computers, computer parts, disassembled cell phones, soldering equipment, other metal and plastic junk. It reminded Noodle a little of a tweaker's place, except that obsessed meth heads only disassembled things. Frack was working on building things. Most recently, these two little USB things. 
Frack's latest project was a secret, though, and all Noodle had been able to get out of him was that he'd been working for someone really intense and that he was making really good money. Which is why, when Noodle arrived at Frack's place that evening and found the door open, the apartment trashed, and Frack's bloody and mangled body lying in a pool of blood in the middle of the floor, he'd immediately dashed to the hiding spot Frack had thought Noodle didn't know about, retrieved the devices, and gotten the hell out as fast as he could. Noodle didn't really feel any guilt over taking Frack's project out of his apartment. He felt bad for Frack that he died, sure. And he was more than a little freaked out by how torn up Frack's body had been. So cut up that it looked like he'd been slashed by a bunch of knives or swords or claws or something. And the stink. Poor Frack's body must have been cooking in that hot apartment for days by the time he'd found it. But Noodle believed in opportunity. It was sad that Frack was dead. But if the universe wanted Noodle to take possession of whatever these things Frack built are, then he was not going to ignore the universe. And that's chapter three of a novel that has no title. And uh, I suppose I probably should have warned you up front that uh, I've got some, you know, placeholder names for a lot of these characters. I mean, you know, Frack's a pretty generic hacker dude name, but... Uh, He's dead. What is he going to care? And uh, I can go back and change that name later if I want to. I don't know. Thinking about it. Give me some feedback on that. Um, and uh, yeah, but Juco's kind of racist, isn't he? Yeah, that's 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 him talking, not me. Just, you know, let's keep that clear. I I don't condone the way he speaks. Uh, okay, that's enough for now. Like I said, next time will probably not be a uh, novel chapter. Uh, but something else that I'm working on. And the next time there is a novel chapter, we're going to get back to a familiar character. Other stuff that I've got going on. Like I said, there was a little bit of hiccup in the whole life schedule thing, uh, Christmas into quarantine and some other complications I won't get into. But stuff that's going on. Uh, if you go over to YouTube, my channel, uh, Big Idea, I don't have anything new up there right now. But the church channel, which is youtube.com slash C slash Washington New Church, all one word, you go there and uh, I've got a new series going of short videos. Each of them is about five minutes, give or take you know, 30 seconds. And what we're doing there is we are reading through the Gospel of Mark, tiny little bits at a time, and uh, just, you know sort of light commentary. The idea is to read through a single gospel start to finish and to try to do it without a lot of preconceived ideas and to try to just sort of take it uh, on its own terms and, and see if we interpret things any differently than people traditionally do. And I chose Mark because it is the shortest of all the gospels. And I often recommend it as a starting point when somebody says, you know, um, I, I'm curious about the Bible. I'm curious about Christianity. Um, you know, for whatever reason, what do I read? Where do I start? And I said, just read Mark, start to finish as a single story because it's short, it's concise, and it captures the essence of the origin story of Christianity, really. So that's over on youtube.com slash C slash Washington New Church. And, uh, you know, I've, I've started posting to my blog again, though this week is mostly just uh, similar to what I'm saying right now, just a rehash of the stuff I'm working on. But you can go over to MacFraser.com uh, to see the latest thing posted there. And uh, the last three weeks, I was not uh, 
involved directly in worship at the Washington New Church because of the quarantine. You can go there, that same address, and uh, you can see past Sunday uh, worship services. And the next one is, as always, coming up this Sunday live at 11 a.m. and then available for playback, and you know, sometime, starting sometime Sunday afternoon. Uh, that's 11 a.m. Eastern. So you can go check that out if that's the kind of thing you're into. If you're hearing this episode long after January 2021, I have no idea, you know, what the schedule is, but that's the schedule as it is right now. So that's the blog, podcast, YouTube, uh, Sunday preaching is the only public speaking I'm doing right now. You know, people aren't really moving around much. And, uh, yeah. I, I write a weekly email newsletter, but it's more church focused than uh, general public focused. So I don't know how many podcast listeners are interested in it. Uh, but if you are, go ahead and uh, just drop me an email. Just write direct to Mac, M-A-C dot Frazier, F-R-A-Z-I-E-R at gmail.com. And just drop me a note. Let me know that you want to be part of the uh, weekly uh, newsletter that I send out for the church here. And, you know, the stuff that, that goes in there will often include just random musings and nonsense like that, as well as event-related news. Not a lot of events going on. It's a pandemic. All right. So, yeah, MacFraser.com for the blog, Mac.Fraser at gmail.com to get on the newsletter, YouTube.com slash C slash Washington New Church. Also, um, uh, YouTube.com slash C slash the big idea with Mac Frazier, all one word, the big idea with M-A-C-F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. Wow. Okay. So that's a lot of plugging of random stuff that I'm doing. Yeah. It's all going to start ramping up more. Well, until then, I just hope that you uh, stay safe and healthy and have a lot of fun. Bye.